Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Giants are world champions. Welcome to the Giants Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, San Francisco Giants insider, Alex Pavlovich. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Giants Insider Podcast presented as always by Wendy's. Today's guest, the first real guest of 2020 for me is the new pitching coach, Andrew Bailey. Um, he is one of the newcomers and, and basically everybody on Gabe Kapor's staff is new. Ron Wotus is still there. Ron Wotus is, is going to be the third base coach and he will be weaned on heavily. Uh, I think he will really be a, a key part of the transition, but you look at the rest of the staff, it's a big staff, a young staff, and, and just about everybody came from outside the organization. So definitely an adjustment um, for the players. I, I think it, it was something that caught maybe some fans by surprise, but I would encourage people to be open-minded and, and uh, you know listen to what these guys say and, and see what they're able to do. It, it's a different approach. It's a much different approach than what we've seen here. Um, and certainly what the Giants had before worked for a long time, but I, I think you know, the game the last two or three years has kind of moved at, at light speed in a different direction. And, and certainly you probably see it in my writing and you see it on TV, what we do and, and talking about spin rates and exit velocity and things like that. But it goes much further than that. And I think the Giants are trying to play catch up a little bit and, and they're trying to really um, do it at the big league level. And, you know, the goal is going to be to get guys to the big leagues pretty quickly and, and have this new staff develop them there. And, and, I think you heard that from Andrew quite a bit during this interview and talking about how the guys can get better at the big league level and what they can do to help guys improve. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I think he explained it pretty well. And so hopefully people enjoy the interview. You know, looking back, and I told him this right at the beginning, I, I hadn't quite remembered that he was in the big leagues a couple of years ago with the Angels. Um, not much, only pitched four games in 2017. But it certainly, again, is an adjustment. Um, you know, you look at the previous regime, some of these guys had had played in the 90s. Some of these guys had played earlier than that. Um, these are, are guys with the Giants who come from the minor leagues. They're guys who come from big league situations. They're guys who were in the big leagues two years ago were maybe playing baseball in the minor leagues four or five years ago. Uh, so it's going to be much different. But I, I think the early reviews, and, and from what I've heard at least from players, is is positive. And, and these guys have done a nice job of reaching out to the current players and, and making sure that they're comfortable and making sure that they understand what's going on. Um, and certainly Andrew Bailey, a, a guy that they should listen to. Uh, I am fascinated to see what he's going to do with the bullpen. I think people forget how good this guy was as a closer. Um, came in as a rookie, saved 26 games for the A's. An ERA plus of 239, which is outstanding. An ERA of 184. Uh, the next year, an ERA of 1.47 in 2010. He was an all-star his first two years. So a, a really good big leaguer um at some point and now somebody the Giants are very excited to have as a coach and I, I think you'll hear from him he is excited to be here so I'll get right to that Andrew Bailey the new pitching coach of the Giants Andrew Bailey the new pitching coach for the Giants uh, you know I remember you as a player I didn't quite remember that you had played up until a couple years ago uh, so my first question for you is that I mean this happened 
pretty fast. You retired in, in 2018. Did it surprise you, or, or did you ever think you'd be in this position two years later? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been quite a ride for me. Uh, you know, obviously, it seems like an accelerated path. Uh, you know, however, I think you know when I when I started when the injury bug really started settling in and and dealing with a lot of uh, you know surgeries and whatnot. I, I remember rehabbing with the Yankees and. 2014, 15, um, and, you know, working my way back up. I spent that whole year in, in Tampa uh, rehabbing and working with, you know, the younger younger players, the guys that just, just got drafted. They were picking my brain. And I really kind of fell in love with coaching then and, and um, you know, looked at myself as kind of a, a, a resource for those guys, I guess, as, as still currently a player, but I was rehabbing. And I think that kind of mindset just – continued uh, my last couple years uh, as a player as well. And, um, you know, in 2018, when I retired and jumped on board with uh, Mike Sosha and his staff at the Angels and, and working with Billy Epler and the front office with the, with the Angels, um, really the transparency that they gave me in the organization to dive into all areas and aspects uh, was really uh, unique and, and remarkable. And, and um, you know, I absolutely loved it. And, um, you know, so worked with R&D and, and analytics and biomechanists and uh, our draft prep room and, um, you know, area scouts and the whole nine and did the replay. But, yeah, I mean, I think to have, uh, you know, the, the quote-unquote, you know, position I have now, I, I feel like it was, you know, it's quite a quite a ride. And, and yeah, sure, I mean, it happens quickly. But uh, you never really know if you're ready for something until you try it out. And, and uh, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm ready. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, already connected with a lot of the players, and uh, we're really looking forward to, uh, you know, going down this road together. You know, right about the time when you're getting announced or, or maybe a finalist, the Angels are going after Garrett Cole. They end up with Rendon. Trout's there. Otani's there. Was there any difficulty in, in leaving a situation that seems pretty interesting, or, or was it for you just a, a career choice? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, you know, winning is paramount and, and I, I, you know, the Angels, uh, they, they've always um, really valued winning. And I think um, with where they're heading this year, I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 they have a great offense and, and a great pitching staff. And I think, you know, obviously, um, you know, we just, we didn't reach our bar as, as players and coaches the last couple of years over there. And uh, I think for me, it was kind of strange my my first year, and even last year, you know, I, I played with a lot of those guys in 2016 and 17. I mean, they were, they were teammates of mine. So, you know, that transition of, you know, player to coach, um, you know, it just took a couple of weeks to settle in, and, and then it, it was fine. I mean, my first year over there as kind of the conduit um, of information between the front office and, and the players uh, went smoothly, and uh, but for me, I feel like I'm, I'm really excited about this opportunity, um, not only to hone my own process as a pitching coach, uh, but also to be able to work with these guys. And we do have uh, a, a, already a great pitching staff with Samarja and Cueto and Gossman and, and all the guys in the bullpen and, and, you know, some guys coming up. And it's a great opportunity, not only for me, but for the young guys in our in our organization. And, um, you know, still at the end of the day, I mean, we're going to we're going to go out and try and win ball games and. Uh, we still have 162 games to play. All teams do. So, um, you know, I think expectations in Anaheim were, were higher than we achieved last year. Um, and so you, you still got to play the games, and, and it doesn't matter at, at, at the beginning of the season it's how you finish. So uh, I'm really looking forward to, to winning. I think our coaching staff is, is um, really connected, and, and we're all striving for the same thing, and, and that's to win a World Series. And 
ultimately the run that the Giants put together a few years ago was extremely impressive, and uh, and that's what we're trying to get back to. So, um, you know, I think I think this year, you know, will be a lot of new faces and new names and uh, new excitement around players and, and building that culture and, and uh, helping helping groom uh, these young guys to be the next uh, superstars of the Giants. I know Farhan joked that I think you helped draft him, and, and you're the first guy who he's kind of had that connection with as, as part of being part of the coaching staff. Um, with him and, and Gabe, how did this come about? And were these guys that you had kept in touch with or known well? How did you kind of end up become pitching coach, I guess? Yeah, no, it was kind of funny. I felt like I kind of got a, a call out of the blue and, um, you know, was asked to interview. And I knew Farhan was over there. and I knew Farhan from my days in, in Oakland. And, um, you know, we had always kept in touch, not, you know, not yearly, but whenever we went out to Oakland or he was around and, you know, we'd stop and say hello or have a chat and always respected the the front office and the business side of the game because, you know, that's an important aspect of what we do. And, um, you know, I think, you know, having, you know, Scott Harris uh, as our GM and, and some connections I have over in Chicago and then also with Farhan, I, I felt like they just kind of, you know, brought me in to interview me and uh, we all hit it off, including Cap. I didn't really know Cap you know, too well, uh, before the interview. And, um, you know, I know that I, I, you know, know the players, you know, are going to love him, absolutely love him. Um, um, and, and I'm looking forward to working with him, you know, on a daily basis. You guys, uh, at the same time, we're basically the same time hired Brian Bannister, Ethan Katz. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting, you know, it's different for us as far as looking at a coaching staff, there's some different titles, director of pitching. How do you kind of, picture this all working out i mean obviously the pitching coach is the guy we see walk on the field but yeah um, yeah. day-to-day and during games how how do you anticipate it working with banister and with ethan yeah i think uh that was one of the draws for me for this position um you know and and i i think the three of us working collaboratively with r&d and our analysts um you know is going to be tremendous and and even even people even um uh, guys down in PD and player development. I mean, they're all really going to have a hand in, in grooming our pitchers. And at the major league level, what excites me is the collaborative approach we're going to be taking. I think we all complement each other extremely well. Uh, we fill each other's buckets where, you know, there may be holes. Um, and, and I think that, you know, already talking to some of the players, you know, I can, I can sense that, you know, they're excited about it. I, I think that, you know, with Ethan's coaching background, um, you know, my experience and, and my coaching background and, and, you know, all of our knowledge of, of analytics and kind of the way the game is going right now. And then, you know, Brian with, you know, pitch design and, and as our director kind of overseeing a lot of things within the organization, I think working collaboratively um, is going to be our approach. Um, I think that for me personally, it doesn't matter you know, what vessel or what purpose, uh, what person is, is relaying the information, as long as we know the information is correct. Uh, the player is only going to buy in um, if he trusts the person whom uh, he's receiving that information from. So if we're working on something and Ethan has a better connection with a player or, you know, they just have a history together, then that's the person that that player is going to be working with. And I'll be there, you know, learning and, and also helping where I can. And, you know, I think I think that kind of approach is is um, is warranted in today's game, and uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to to having a successful season and um, you know building up this uh, organization again from a pitching standpoint. You know, you hit on a lot of the, uh, I guess buzzwords for baseball in 2020, <laughs> R and D and, and uh, yeah. pitch shaping. 
Uh, yep. For you and, and for your staff, I mean, that, that's the anticipation we have when we look at this staff, that it is, yeah. it is a very modern staff. Um, how much is that going to be a part of what you guys do on a day-to-day basis? Because it really wasn't until maybe a year and a half ago that I started to see, like, the Rapsodo machines out yeah. there when guys were throwing bullpen sessions. I mean, what are we going to see from you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you'll see, you know, all of the above. I, I mean, you know, for me uh, personally, you know, having the experience of pitch design, you know, when I was in Double A, we, I was a starter. I was struggling with, uh, you know, two seam changeup. Um, you know, they pulled me out of the rotation. We went in the bullpen. I started throwing four seam cutter curveball, um, and within two weeks, you know, uh, I turned my career around and. Uh, really dominated the rest of that season. And then the next year made the opening day roster uh, with the A's. So like having that experience and and learning that like these guys aren't finished products. And like, sometimes it takes time to really like find out who you are and and understand your strengths and the way your body moves and and all that. Um, So development isn't necessarily done at the major league level. Like once you get to the major leagues, it's not like, Oh, okay. I'm a finished product and I'm just going to grind out the rest of my career. I mean, I think if you look at, you know, guys like CC Sabathia. I mean, here's a guy, uh, dominant starter for you know 15 years, and then adds a cutter, and he he's able to play you know another handful of years. And uh, if you look around the game, you know, guys like Martin Perez or um, you know uh, Marco Gonzalez or uh, Leak or any of these guys that are able to to add you know some pitches here and there and, and help their arsenal and help shape their arsenals a little bit better. Uh, that's development at the at the major league level, and and that's what we're we're going to be about. Um, you know, we have focused work every day. It's not you know just come to the field and play catch and and we're, we go compete. It's you know we're going to try and get better where we can every day, and um, and you got to use all those tools in your toolbox and that that organization is able to provide um, to to the players' benefit. And I, I think just you know guys kind of you know we're starting to see the influx of. Um, uh, more, um, I guess, I guess players that are coming from colleges or even high school or from that private sector that have a knowledge base of, of kind of what we're already using. And uh, I think it took time for the, for the major leagues to kind of catch up to that. And, you know, so as these guys are getting younger, they already have a baseline uh, of knowledge on it. So the transition will be easier. Want to run through uh, some of your pitching staff. I know it's guys you've talked to a little bit and, and are excited to work with. And in the first two, I mean, you have two veterans, um, and Gaussman, too, I guess would, would make three. But Samarja and Cueto, who have been here, they signed at the same time. Uh, they're funny thing for me is they're basically your age. So I'm, I'm yeah. curious in, in your uh, interactions with them, or if you have had them yet, um, how that, how do you coach guys who are maybe a year younger than you? And, and uh, yep. also, what do you anticipate from those two just kind of leading the rotation? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, I think you nailed it. I, I expect them to, you know, lead our rotation. Um, you know, be be the guys who they are and, and um, you know, get the ball every fifth day and, and go out and compete. And, um, that's, that's who they are. I mean, we're not, we're not going to change that. That's their competitiveness. Um, you know, I, I, from my understanding, they're great leaders and um, great mentors to the younger guys coming up. So I'm excited to, to really get to know them, dive in and, and just understand them personally and, and go out and watch them compete. Um, you know, I think, I think for our staff, you know, having those anchors is, is going to be huge. And, you know, I mean, Johnny's coming off of Tommy John and, uh, or, you know, surgery, and, and this is kind of his 
bounce back year and you know Jeff had a great year last year and really excited to watch him go out and, and compete and um you know I just I in, in terms of like the age thing I don't really think that matters uh you know there's uh, you know last year my last two years coaching with the Angels at, at the major league level I mean you know there was guys that were both older and younger than me and same yeah. age and um you know guys that you know, I, like I literally played with the year before and, you know, our wives were good friends with, you know, their wives and we go out to dinner together. And, and obviously like some of those things changed a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's all, it's all relationship based. And, um, you know, it, I think that trust factor was there and, and it made that transition a little bit easier. So I think just getting to know these guys, understanding that, you know, we're kind of, all of us were just kind of, uh, consultants you know for lack of a better term in 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 their entrepreneurial business that is their career that ultimately we work together and and want to win ball games as as a team but you know this is their career and and we're here for them um and and we're just kind of like you know consultants and and the three of us on the pitching side plus you know the analytic team like that that's what we're here we're here for them to, to help shape them and and help groom their career to you know, go out, win ball games, make as much money as they can, and and ultimately win championships for the Giants organization. So, um, you know, I think like having guys like like Johnny and and um, and Smarja at the front end of that rotation is going to be huge. So the flip side of that, you have Logan Webb and Tyler Beatty, who we, we saw yep. flashes last year of, of what they're capable of. But I mean, any young starter, you're going to see inconsistency. What do you? Sure. What did you see when you examined those guys, I guess, and, and for the first time and, and kind of took a deep dive into what they did as rookies? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think consistency is obviously the biggest thing. I mean, you know, getting your feet wet and, and, and all that stuff. I mean, it's very – it's pretty rare that you have guys just come up and, and you know, deal and, and just establish themselves from day one. I mean, obviously that's the goal in, in every organization. And, you know, I think those, last year, the, you know, guys got their feet wet and had some, some learning experiences. And, and having a, a full major league off season is going to be great for their development. And then obviously coming into into camp and, um, you know, showing what they can do to, to continue to um, – you know, impress is, is awesome. And at the end of the day, um, you know, they are young guys. And, and like I said, development doesn't stop, you know, once you get to the big league. So these guys are, are going to continue to work and, and um, try and, and strive to reach their goals and, and our team goals. And uh, I, I'm excited what that, what they bring to the table. Um, you know, I've had some numerous conversations with them already over the course of the off season. And, um, you know, Webby, Webby's been back and forth to Arizona and, I know, um, you know, Beattie's down there, uh, I think currently, or was down there last week. And, um, you know, so they're, they're going back and forth, getting their work in, prepping for the season and, and excited to, to go out and, and watch them uh, compete. And of course there's going to be ups and downs just like there is every single year, but it's, it's how do we keep these guys optimal and how do we keep them, you know, stay in that steady course and, and not have the, the um, ebbs and flows so, so high and low. I know both those guys are, are kind of eager learners and, and Tyler especially is you know, in like three different kinds of pitchers in his career yep. and changed yep. his mix and even did it at the end of last year. I mean, what kind of conversations have you had with them about doing that and, and maybe things you've seen that can can make them better? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely ideas out there to, to help them and, and help facilitate, you know, um, their 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 strengths and, and get them to use them as, as much as we can. And, um, you know, uh, those conversations will be had. I, I think the last handful of conversations I had is just kind of more or less getting to know them. I, I want to establish, 
you know, that foundation, obviously they're working on the proper things this off season. And, and once we get to, to spring training, we can start deploying, um, you know, some different things there. And, uh, but having a plan for these guys to, to one buy into and, um, you know, have it, you know, if they buy into it and having it work, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's our goal. So I think, you know, establishing a plan of attack for these guys and, and how they want to deploy their, their weapons and their arsenals, attack hitters, um, you know, and, and just consistently pitch to their strengths uh, and, and ultimately the locations in the zone at which, you know, their, their ball plays best. Um, you know, that's how we're going to go about attacking hitters. And uh, I'm excited. I've heard great things about them, very open-minded, eager, young, obviously. And, uh, you know, those two are, 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 you know, obviously big names in our organization. And, you know, we'll see how the year plays out. And, and um, you know, and then at the end of the year, hopefully we're having uh, a very different conversation about how we can repeat the success they had. The last question I have for you, you were an all-star closer. You, you have experience there. Um, you inherit the bullpen that lost its closer and, and also yep. traded away most of the bullpen um, in July. How do you handicap it? I, I mean, even I think yesterday you added a, somebody you know, Jake Jewell from, from yep. uh, Los Angeles. How, how do you look at this group and, and what you have? And um, I mean, to me, it seems like there's maybe two or three guys who have a spot, but is it that much of an open competition right now? or? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think going into camp, every competition is good. And, um, you know, I think just from, from my experience, um, you know, just drawing, being able to draw from my experience of as a guy, you know, I had no service time and making a team and ultimately being the closer. And I think just there's going to be guys that absolutely take advantage of the opportunity that's presented to them. And um, those guys that take advantage of the opportunity will find themselves with a consistent role in, in leverage situations. And, uh, you know, as long as we're keeping guys healthy, of course, and, and performing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think I'm excited about it because, um, you know, I, the way that it's built right now, you know, with, with Watson as kind of that leader down there, that veteran guy and, and a lot of different, you know, younger guys, really, um, you know, there's a handful of names down there that have experience. So, um, for us, as, as kind of open as it is, um, you know, that, that'll start to really, you know, uh, reveal itself during camp. And, um, you know, but I think competition's good. I don't know. I haven't really discussed how many – we don't know how many actual spots are open or what have you. But, like, I think guys that find themselves in that competition or, or in that competitive environment – and get opportunities and take advantage of them that they can really make a name for themselves. And, um, you know, again, just be, be someone that the fans really enjoy watching, going out and competing. And, uh, so I'm, I'm excited about it because it just it reminds me a little bit of, you know, myself in terms of like just trying to take advantage of an opportunity and, and make a name for yourself and, and go out there and compete and, and ultimately get the job done. As you guys talk about this, are you somebody who thinks you need to have a, a seventh inning, eighth inning, ninth inning set by the end of March, or are you just kind of going to let it play out and, and maybe an opportunity? I know Gabe and Farron have talked about being more creative and yeah. um, finding different ways to get 27 outs. How do you For do sure. all of that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I don't I don't feel the, the necessity to have uh, a, a set seventh, eighth, ninth inning guy. I think – you look at leverage, you look at uh, where we're at in the lineup, um, you know, a lot of different things. Although I, I do believe that, you know, guys have their routines down the bullpen and they're used to coming into certain situations. But at the end of the day, it's really just kind of the, they're used to the leverage, the loose, they're used to uh, the atmosphere, the environment, um, you know, the adrenaline, that's kind of what they're used to. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I think in terms of getting creative, you know, yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to do what's best for the organization to win that day. And, um, you know, whether that's kind of using some of the opener, uh, you know, aspects, that's, you know, something that I'm sure that will come up uh, in discussions or, you know, you guys might bring up in the media or what have you. And uh, We love the yeah. opener. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do too. We used it in Anaheim last season. It uh, worked really, really well for us. Uh, was probably our best rotation spot consistently all season. And it's really just about leveraging the, the, the game a little bit, getting it in your favor and, and having your starter go out and face the more of the middle or the bottom of the lineup uh, the first, you know, the third time through uh, instead of one, two, three. And, you know, so there, there's a lot of different strategies. And, and of course, you know, you know, we got to, we'll get creative and, and those conversations will be had and, but uh, definitely looking forward, man, looking forward to the season, working with this group and, and being uh, a part of such a, a storied franchise and, and ultimately, you know, getting back to where we need to be. Well, Andrew, thank you for the time and, and welcome back to the Bay Area. I know you have a lot of work ahead of you, so let <laughs> you get back to it. No worries. Uh, thanks for kind of introducing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your time and uh, looking forward to uh, catching up in spring training. All right, there's Andrew Bailey, your pitching coach for the San Francisco Giants. I joked about it with him. I mentioned uh, how much we as beat writers love the opener. And I'll tell you guys why, because the winter meetings for us the last couple of years have been really slow. And I, I think, you know, the Giants are rebuilding. I understand it. I think everybody should understand it. But the flip side of that is you don't necessarily have a winter meetings where they're involved with a Garrett Cole or an Anthony Rendon, um, somebody like that, or even really in the rumors. So we go down there and we are assigned to write three, four pieces. And, and certainly there's a lot of interest from baseball fans during that time of year. And it's been slow for the Giants. So it, it became kind of a running joke um, because Farhan, his first year, did mention the opener just in kind of casual um, while talking to beat writers. And we all wrote it, obviously, because it's something the Giants haven't done. And I, I think it became a big deal for fans and, and was something that there was a lot of interest in both ways. I think people feel very strongly one way or the other. Um, the Giants did try it once last year. They tried it with Nick Vincent, which probably wasn't the best idea, and it didn't go very well. But, you know, they were going to try it again anyway, and I, I think it was interesting to hear Andrew there talk about um, how much he likes it and how much it helped the Angels last year. So certainly something that uh, was a brief story, um, you know, in Farhan's first winter meetings and, and a brief story for us last year when the Giants did try it. Uh, but I, I think will be something the Giants fans have to get pretty used to. So. That to me was interesting. Um, one quick thing before I go, two things. First, if you can subscribe, as always, that is very helpful. Uh, we have a lot more podcasts coming in 2020. Spring training starts in a month, and that's always a time when I try to sit down with guys and uh, really get a lot of podcasts out in spring training. So subscribe, leave a review if you like the podcast. The second thing, I have been doing mailbags, um, taking questions from my Instagram followers because it's very easy on Instagram to do that. And I've enjoyed doing it, and I'm going to keep doing it because I, I think a lot of Giants fans have questions about the direction of the team, about the direction of the organization, um, and just little things. So if you have a Giants question, I'm going to try to do that pretty often, um, throw some mailbags out there, usually later in the week. So you can follow me on Instagram. It is at PavlovichNBCS, and uh, occasionally I will be asking people for questions. So you can do that there. All right. Hope you enjoyed the Andrew Bailey interview. We will be back soon. It is out of here. In the center field. And this game is over. Got him. And that's the perfect game. Swing and a miss. 
The Giants are world champions. The Giants Insider Podcast on CSNBayArea.com. Jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.